0: Tallest group of compromises I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I've got the tallest one to deal with. Anyway, please join me in our call to worship. Come, hear what God has done, for God's promises are true. We are come
1: here today to see and feel
0: and find God's presence. God is transforming all of humankind. And we celebrate God's transformation. God is transforming you and me Uh, please join with me in prayer Lord of our hearts and minds we gather today in your presence in the spirit of great joy and anticipation ready to share and receive testimony to bear witness to the many ways you are working in the lives of this community We thank you for our compromise, for the bold and trepidatious steps they make today as they share their stories and faith. For the ways you make them bold, for the ways you ignite their curiosity, and for the ways you lead them on the paths you have set, we give you thanks. May we honor them today as we honor the peace of you in each of their souls, as we honor you in each of our own souls. We pray all this in the name of our faithful Lord and servant, Jesus Christ. Who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father to art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom power and and the glory forever. Amen.
2: Congregational Church, uh, we gather here every week to hear stories, old and new, and today we have the incredible blessing of hearing the testimonies of our five young confermans. So, what a beautiful thing, and welcome to those who are new. If you are new, t- right now is a great time to take out those friendship registers that are on the inside and outsides of your pews as we share a couple of announcements of things that are happening in our community. Um, The first of which is today at 4 p.m. we'll be having a memorial service for Micheline Karen, the beautiful light of a woman who brought us Denise Karen Quinn and the whole Karen and Karen Quinn family. So the family would like to invite you to attend if you knew Micheline. um, we, We would be very grateful to see you here. And so that's happening today. Also today continues our um, church school, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat pageant preparation. So kids will go there to rehearsal. The musical will be presented during worship on celebration Sunday, June 11th fall. And following that Sunday will be the all church picnic at the parsonage, dress casually and prepare for a very good show. Next Sunday is May 14th, it's Mother's Day, and we will have a beautiful pink heart, which was created by Paul Whitmore, which will be decorated with roses by Hetty Mosier on the front lawn for you to enjoy and for you to take a rose to give to any of the mothers in your life, to thank them. So that'll be happening. The following Sunday is um, embarrassingly titled Julianne Center Celebration Sunday. <laughs> and evidently i will be here and it will be a great celebration of the three years that i've loved spending with you all as your student minister my family will be here i'd love to celebrate with you all to have you all meet them and just share in one big family there will be a reception following um the next embarrassing thing on this list is i'm also getting married um so you you all have done me the great honor and privilege of of hosting a wedding shower that Thursday on May 26th for me and my fiance, Agustin Porras. Um, So I would love to see you there. It's invited to all, and because we're getting married um, across the ocean, this is a really good time for us to celebrate this exciting time with all of you, with my church family. So I hope to see you there, I'm looking forward to it. And then one other very exciting announcement that we wanna celebrate and lift up is If you happen to find a copy of the Fairfield Coastal Neighbors magazine, you will see a beautiful spread about Frank Root and Philip Betancourt and the whole Root family, which outlines their history and legacy of Broadway, which continues with Broadway Boot Camp today and always. So we wanna celebrate them for this beautiful spread and for just being able to share with that beautiful legacy here at Southport Congregational Church. So that concludes our announcements for the day. We look forward to sharing this time of confirmation with you all.
1: Thank you. For the Son of
3: At this time, if uh, your children would like to learn a musical with a magazine cover-featured music director in Southport, Uh, unlike uh, Julie, I'm not shying away from the attention, apparently. No, uh, the children are now invited to come to the chapel. If they're not in the musical, there's another activity for them, away from magazine cover starring people. And uh, if your children uh, will miss the Confirmand's faith statements and would like to see them, which I am sad to miss since I've known these kids since some of them before they were born and were shepherds filled with fear shaking their knees, uh, you're welcome to watch the live stream later and uh, where their speeches will be available, right? Great. See you there. <laughs>
4: Philip shall be known henceforth as the cover of Fairfield Magazine, Philip. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're just going to take a few moments in prayer as a community of faith, and um, as we do, and uh, I just want to invite you to please keep in your prayers. There's some people uh, from our church and community Um, If we could pray for continued strength and healing and good courage for all those in our congregation who are going through long-term treatments for for cancer with chemo and radiation. Um, Also, if we can keep Grace Weitzer and and her family in prayer um, with the passing of her brother yesterday, her brother George. Um, And... Then, as Julianne mentioned, Denise Karen Quinn and their whole family, and the passing of Denise's mother, Micheline. Um, also, Joe Pazmenti's mother, uh, one of our deacons, church member. Uh, his mother is in critical care, um, and Paul DePrado's father is also in critical health. So there is a lot going on with uh, with parents and families. Uh, of, our, of our congregation. Neil Rice also, if we can keep him in our prayers. He continues to deal with uh, long-term healthcare challenges and his wife, Carol Lassiter. And then um, uh, Wanda Cruz, if we can keep her in our love and prayers as well as she, I think, is still awaiting test results. And <laughs> this morning is, is a morning of, of great hope with our, with our confirmands. And we will hear that, and we will feel that. And so um, we pray with great thanks and great hope and ask God's blessings um, for all of you and for their shepherd, for their leader, Laura. So let's gather together in prayer. Our loving God, You who are with us when we're young and as we grow older through our lives, you who are with us at those times when we are carefree and when we are weighed down with the concerns of family and health, job, school, direction in life, you're there with us in all of it. You're there with us, behind us, before us, underneath us, to shepherd us, to guide and support, encourage, help, help us rebuild, rebalance, recharge every step along the way. And so, as we thank you, we pray that we may never take your presence or your support or your guidance for granted, that we may not wait for an emergency or a crisis to turn to you. And we thank you for bringing us together once again today as we seek to find our way through life, as seekers and as finders, as we individually and collectively piece it all together. And in doing so, may we find your peace and your direction May you continue to help us in this way as you bless us. Give us your strength and vision and courage for each one of us and for all of those who are in need in different ways. For those who are facing personal unrest, civil unrest, surgeries, recoveries, treatments, for those who are navigating the long process of grief and loss, for those who are navigating political and personal turmoil, and God, unbelievably, for those who are suffering from and for those who have been killed in mass shootings, where this keeps happening again and again and again, We're so sorry, God, that this is our reality. And that we can't get this right. And so we pray for those who are working to prevent future shootings. And for everyone who advocates on behalf of your vision and your justice. Because we know, God, this is extremely different than what you envision and hope and want for us. This is an abomination, God. And God, for those who turn a deaf ear or who refuse to see, for those who close their hearts and who are doing nothing to prevent more of these and who look the other way time and again, as individuals and as leaders, God, We know that our leader's elected by us. So help us to look in the mirror and to answer to you. And to ask you in earnestness, what do you think about this, God? What would you have us do? And then, God, this morning, there's hope. Whereas we confirm our young people, we confirm these young men who have chosen among their many choices in life, who have chosen and are choosing a path of faith instead of despair or complacence, a path of love instead of a path of fear or hate, They've chosen to be part of your solution instead of bemoaning problems. And so we thank you, God, that we can all do the same for ourselves every day, every week, and with every opportunity. So bless us all that we may all become even brighter beacons of your light And your love, with faith, with love, and with joy, this we pray. Amen. I was struck by something this morning that um, I've seen hundreds of times, and it's in our bulletin. Um, it is the last line, those last words under our call to offering that says, thank you for your kindness and loving support. And for as often as as we see that and for as kind of easily and nonchalantly as that can slip off of the lips, um, it just hit me what a wonderful opportunity it is for for each one of us. What a privilege to be able to be kind. Not just to feel it, but then to act on that. To be able to be a person of loving support. (coughs) Simple and life-changing. With that simple and life-changing power that each one of us is given, May we use it now in today's offering as our gifts of offering, as your gifts of offering will be received and then shared once again. join together in our prayer of dedication. Dear God, God, accept accept these gifts as as offerings offerings of our thanks and praise, and and as as a witness witness to the refreshment and renewal that we find in you
5: and in one another.
4: Amen.
6: So before we get into our scripture, I just want to take a moment to talk to you a little bit about this confirmation class, who they are. So imagine my surprise last um, a year ago about now when I look forward to see who's next in the class and I see five young men's names and I'm like, where are the girls and where are the rest of them? And I was talking to a deacon, and the deacon said, You know where the rest of them were? The 2008 financial crisis. I was like, ha. Huh. that might make sense since we had 14 last year, we have 16 next year. Like a strange little blip, I thought. And then I thought, Five boys. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, says I. But what an absolute blessing it has been for us. Um, Max, uh, you're going to hear in his face statement, came to us from a different church in a fun way. Um, And having five young men in the class has really been extraordinary. A, against my um, preconceived notions, they paid attention really well. (laughs) I was expecting a lot of, you know, pencil throwing, poking, you know, chair tipping, only a little chair tipping, not too much. Um, but they were incredibly engaged. They asked fabulous questions. Their attendance records were stellar, absolutely stellar. So I feel like it was, it was probably one of the mo- most cohesive and well-bonded group um, of confirmants that we have had ever. Uh, and so I just want to thank you for your commitment to confirmation um, and what a great time we had. And so, when I was thinking about scripture for today, um, this one came to my mind pretty easily. Um, the scripture before this, in Colossians, the early part of the third chapter, um, is a lot of pretty wild conversation from St. Paul about how people should not behave. Um, I think we are all pretty well-versed in how we should not behave, so I don't feel the need to share that one with you. Um, But then he goes on in a really beautiful way to say, okay, if this is how you should not behave, how is it that you should behave? How is it that you should strive to behave? Now, look, you know, Jesus even knew we were human, which is why he gave us the prayer, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from those things that we know aren't good for us. It's human nature to make mistakes, but it's also human nature to plant our feet and to strive to be the best we can be. And so St. Paul wrote these beautiful words of a, as a reminder of what that could look like. He wrote, as God's chosen one, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness. And patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Because just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all, clothe yourselves in love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. And with gratitude in your hearts, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything... In the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God through him. So this ends the reading of God's holy word. May God add a blessing to our understanding of it. So at this time, this is a rare opportunity because usually we have a Saturday class in which we hear many of the faith statements and we only get a taste of them on Sunday. Today you get all five faith statements. Um, And they are as different as the young men are who are going to present them to you. So I am delighted to invite Henry Basham to come up and start us off.
7: Hi, I'm Henry Basham. I've been going to SEC for nine years where I've been in six or seven pageants, the choir, and a ton of church school with Laura. Religion is one tree with many branches. As branches, you may say, religions are many, but as a tree, religion is only one. This is a Gandhi quote that was introduced to me towards the start of confirmation class by Laura, and it happened to stick with me. It outlines Gandhi's opinion that no religion is truly incorrect and that all faiths are in some way related to each other, a belief I also hold. Furthermore, I believe that if taught and widely spread, this simple idea could do a lot of good in the world. One of the largest challenges facing humanity at the moment is division. This causes war, death, and needless political swabbling over incredibly important issues like education and global warming. If people were to, instead of looking at other faiths as inherently bad or incorrect, looking at other faiths, look at other faiths as different. Almost, almost every religion is rooted in good. If we can teach people that, we can stop things like the huge amounts of Islamophobia after 9-11 from happening again. In the years following the tragedy, many people in America were, in some way, afraid of the Islamic religion, as they saw the horrors of 9-11 and associated it with all of Islam leading to the deaths of many Muslim people. If there was more education about religion in the US, this could have been avoided altogether and can be avoided in the future. On a smaller scale, hatred such as this can be seen within religions. Earlier this year, Laura showed us a documentary about a fundamental Christian summer camp where children were taught to believe in things such as dead churches and live churches. The idea being that God only loves places of worships like theirs as they are more lively, and that God looks down upon churches such as this as we do not love God enough. Teaching children things like this does not do good. It only ends in prejudice and otherisms. Dividing people apart for no reason whatsoever and pushing a belief of being superior or superior to others leads to discrimination against all types of different people. It is for these reasons I believe it is important that as humans we come together respecting each other's beliefs and understanding that we need to work together in order to make the world a better place. Fortunately, SEC is, in my opinion, one of the most inclusive churches. When my mother and I started going to this church a few years ago, we were instantly accepted as part of the church family, a statement on how amazing this community is. We are incredibly open to all walks of life and religion, meaning anyone could use pl- SEC as a safe place of worship without judgment from others, which is amazing. Overall, SEC was a great place to grow up, and I am so excited to become a f- full member of this church with all of you.
8: Uh, I'm Max Leon, and my faith journey is not the same as some of the others you might hear today because I did not start at Southport Congregational Church. I started my journey at First Church Congregational, and much like what I've experienced here, there was a great community. I learned a lot, and I had a lot of fun. One of my favorite memories was from a Bible school summer camp. I was a part of it for many, many years, and I really enjoyed the music part of it. There were always fun songs and activities. And when I got older, I actually ended up volunteering to be a counselor for that same program. I was planning on continuing with that for a few more years, but then COVID happened. I know nobody wants to hear or think about the coronavirus anymore, but COVID was really hard on my family as my mom only has one and a third lung capacity and we had to be very careful. We stopped going to church and ordered everything online. We even stayed in isolation longer than most other families. At this point, much of it seems like a blur, but it was during this time that the effect prayer had really started to resonate with me. My family has always prayed every night for as long as I can remember, but I started to realize that when I really prayed for something that meant a lot, it simply worked. We prayed every night that we wouldn't get sick and we didn't. Uh, Throughout the heat of the pandemic, we stayed safe. It was only after we became less concerned with it that my dad and sister got it. Everything was fine and worked out in the end, but I felt I had really learned something. If COVID was good for anything, it was my learning about prayer and how it can help your actions and ultimately your life. However, despite that, I still was not as close to God as I would have liked. God still wasn't the integral part of my life I knew he should be. It was after the main part of the pandemic that I ran into Carter, who you probably all know, at the doctor's office. I go there every other week for allergy shots, but I had never seen him there before. He goes every month or so, I believe, and it was quite a coincidence that I'd seen him there. I believe that it was an act of God because that bit of luck is why I'm here now. See, I've known Carter for many, many years, and it was during those five minutes we saw each other that he told me about his confirmation class at SCC. I knew about Southport Congregational Church as I had performed here for a violin concert a year prior, and I saw that it was a great opportunity for me to start to reinvigorate my relationship with God. My experiences in confirmation class have really started to have an effect on my life. The class has taught me that a lot more about my own religion that I did not really know. That the church is much more than a place of worship, but a place of education, comfort, and service to the community as well. I am excited to start working on my faith more and furthering my understanding of who I am. I am very happy to be here. Thank you.
3: Hi everyone, my name is Steele Malkin and I've been attending this church for nine years. Southport Congregational Church has always been one of my first memories from Laura's talks about God's love to all the food I would eat in the fellowship hall. (laughs) Church was always a big place for me to have fun and learn about God, but mainly church to me was one big family. One specific family member I'll discuss today is my sister, Channing Malkin. My sister has been one of my biggest mentors and role models in my life. I don't know if she really knows how big of a part she's played in my life so far. Since I was a baby, I've always followed in my sister's footsteps by going to the same schools as her, doing the same sports, having similar interests, and so on. She was always, and still is, an extremely compassionate person who would be there for you when you never knew you needed it. She has allowed my journey through life so far to be so much easier with her love and care. An additional thing that has helped me further along my faith journey is sports. Sports for me have always been my way of expressing myself. In every sport I play, I always go in with a determined mindset and ready to fight for every second I have on that field. But sports have also been a way for me to connect and bond with my friends. I'm not saying this is an excuse to miss church for sports. As I have done, I'll admit it. But what I'm getting at is the fact of managing your priorities. Through my journeys of faith, I've been able to realize the difference between religion and sports and find time for both. It is so important to realize the differences between sports and religion and find that balance. This has allowed my travel through this road to be that much easier. Although my sister and sports have not been the only things that have helped me through my voyage so far, my parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, and members of this church have helped me grow as a person of faith. Though another person i like to point out is Laura. Before coming into confirmation class, My belief in God was shaky. I had a tremendous amount of questions, but through them all, my belief in God has been strengthened, and I have no one to thank but Laura for that. Leaving here, I would like everyone to know that no matter what you face, someone is always there for you. You might not know it, but someone has been there and will always be ready to care for you. So, as I move into my next step with this church, I look forward to embracing the love and care this church has always provided me and the new opportunities it brings. Thank you.
5: My name is Shea Miller. I'm a freshman at Fairfield Prep, and for the last two years, I have faced many hard challenges, including my many injuries. I first injured my spine on the left and right lower lumbar, and I thought that this was the end of my sports career. But no, my faith from this church family and my family and friends has motivated me and given me hope to continue my path as an athlete after my back injury. And that's exactly what I did. Five days every week during the summer, I would wake up at 7 a.m. and go to Sturgis Park and work on the cross to try to get back to my old self. So during the summer, I turned into a new person and got back into my groove. But then, a year later, I crashed on a scooter and fractured my kneecap on my left knee. I didn't know what to do at that point. I thought of giving everything up. But then I remembered who I am and what I did to get back to that one summer to my old self. So I took it slow and recovered my knee until it was back, stronger and better than ever. During this process, I sometimes wanted to quit, but my own will and my own faith helped me to stay strong. With this faith in myself and in my faith, I was able to heal my knee with the help of a therapist and my own mental mindset. From these two experiences, I realized that life can have many difficult moments, and in those moments, I remind myself that there will be times that aren't so difficult. It's easy to look only to yourself to make things better in your life. But I have learned that in confirmation class this year, that I don't have to depend only on myself. I can depend on my confirmation class friends, Laura and this church, to help me give strength and confidence. I am looking forward to continuing my journey here at Southport Congregational Church. And for the rest of my life, I hope to live by the motto, always believe in yourself believe in God, and always keep moving forward. Thank you.
9: Good morning, guys. Uh, My name is Carter Yule, and I've been a member of this church even before I was born, inside my mom when she joined the (coughs) choir pregnant with me. (laughs) I've been baptized here sang in every youth choir, attended church school almost every week, participated in youth groups, and played a part in every pageant musical. This church has always been a part of my life, and it has given me lots of ways and times to build my faith. A few months ago, I really had to lean on that faith. I started feeling a little bit sick, kind of like a cold, but I wasn't really too worried since so many of the people had the same thing and we had a family vacation planned for London, so we went to the doctor just to make sure that it wouldn't develop into something worse. They said, I'll be fine, the coast is clear. Mm, wrong. <sighs> a few days into the trip, my left eye started to feel some pressure behind it, and I had trouble breathing through my nose. It started on the plane, and I felt the pressure, always start to go up, but unlike I thought, it didn't stop once we landed. On our last day, which was in Paris, I went to bed, and woke up at 4 a.m. with severe pain behind my eye and a 104 fever, and my eye had started to swell a little bit. So we decided I'd to go to the hospital once we got home since the doctor's office wouldn't be open. Um, so when we got home, we took a quick stop at our house that went straight to the Bridgeport Hospital where we waited for five hours in the waiting room. Uh, I got a little bit of sleep in there before finally getting called in. I sat down in the emergency room and was told I had a rare disease called orbital cellulitis, and I'm lucky it hadn't reached the eye itself yet. I was told I'd have a surgery to fix some things inside my nose and behind my eye. Now, I was pretty frightened because I had never had a surgery before. I didn't know if they'd open up my eye, take it out, and that. That shook me up a little bit. <laughs> I had so many things going through my head at the time, but after all of my worrying, I realized that I wasn't going to help, but I knew it would. So I started to pray because it was all I could really think to do at this point. It seems that was the right decision because when they told me about the surgery, it wasn't even as bad as like the best possible scenario I'd thought of and I felt the heaviness in my chest disappear. I was actually excited because after I wouldn't have this giant annoying abscess behind my eye about to explode. Um, my prayers had been answered. My whole mood changed from fright and dread to excitement and eagerness and most of all calm. So I had the surgery. I went by in like two seconds with the anesthetic. Pretty cool. Um, (laughs) I went back to my room. I was about to go to sleep, Then I remembered that. School is in two days, and I have a week of homework to make up, and I didn't do any of it. I didn't sleep that well that night because I was so worried about it. Eventually, I got discharged and left the hospital after five days. Next day was a Sunday, so like every other Sunday, I came here to church. I wasn't sure what to expect. My face was swollen and black and blue from the surgery. But after I walked through the door, the first thing that happened was Laura came up and gave me a big hug. And then Paul saw me and gave me another hug. And every person I came across during the walk to the sanctuary was glad to see that I was okay and was happy to see me again. Um, and that really warmed my heart. During the pastoral prayer, I heard my name, which made me even more happy. And all this really made this church feel like my home and a home according to Google.com, is the place where one lives permanently, especially as a member of a family or household. And I remember thinking that this is just like the church family in my church home that I've grown up in and have been a part of my entire life. And a month or so ago, Bo Allen sang a song called I'll Walk With God, and a line in that song really touched me. And it was, there is no fear when God is near. I thought back to my time in the hospital and how prayer helped ease my fears. And our hugs took away that fear. And I'm thankful that God was there for me during that time, especially, and so many others likewise. And I'd like to give back to you all the sense of support and love that you all gave me as I become a member of this church.
6: They're amazing. What a group. What a group. So at this time, I invite you guys to come on forward. There you go. Just like we practiced. <laughs> Excellent. So this is a very special time in the life of our church. We have gathered here at this particular time on this particular day because these five young men have chosen to stand before you, their brothers and sisters in Christ, and proclaim their faith in Jesus Christ, proclaim their love for God, and to proclaim their understanding of the presence of God in their lives through the Holy Spirit. Now when they were infants, their parents brought them to church, and formally had them recognized as children of God through the sacrament of baptism. At that time, your parents made certain promises on your behalf. They promised to raise you with love and care. They promised to teach you about God and Jesus and about loving your neighbor. And they promised to bring you to church to participate in its life and to share in its fellowship and support.
4: The church also made promises at that time. When you were introduced to the church as their newest brother in Christ, all these people or the people in different churches uh, where, where you were baptized, even younger, who stood up and supported your parents in your Christian development and promised to educate you in the ways of faith. And now you're older. And at this point in your lives, while we will continue to love and support you always, your parents and the church have fulfilled their parts of the promise. And now, after a year of more intense study and careful consideration, now you have this opportunity to confirm for yourself the promises that were made on behalf, on your behalf many years ago. And this is the process of confirmation. And so, we ask you.
6: We ask you these questions. (laughs) You have each responded to the call to join Southport Congregational Church through the rite of confirmation. And so now we ask you to proclaim your faith and intentions. Do you believe in God, creator of the universe, who calls each one of us into relationship with God and with one another?
4: And do you believe in Jesus Christ as the expression